Welcome to 222 Paranormal Podcast. Coming to you from two locations today. Jen is at home because we had a bit of a snowstorm and it's a mess out there. So she's calling in. So welcome to the show, Jen. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me on my own show. (laughs) It's the Super Siblings coming to you from two separate studios. Yeah. I am in the haunted house right now. There's the haunted kitchen. Oh, I'm kind of tucked away in a corner here. Haunted. In case any paranormal activity happens, you won't be able to see it on camera. I was interviewed. But it, maybe I'll take everybody on a tour of the house. when. Oh, okay. I was interviewed for a show a couple happen. nights ago, and they asked about you and asked it, well, what is, does Jen into the paranormal as much as you? I'm like, she's into a heck of a lot more than I am. She lives in the house that's haunted. <laughs> yeah. Do you um, remember last week when we were, t- or the last time I was taping from home? And all of a sudden I went like that. Yeah. There was this big noise in the kitchen behind me and it just scared me. I didn't I hear like, it. I don't know if you guys caught that. Mm. And like my heart was like racing. It was crazy. We went to, not me and you, but I'm telling the listener that I went to a, a house with one of our friends that the guy was having troubles. They've investigated this house before. He was having some issues. So he, he wanted you know, someone to come in and cleanse the house. So the team, and I don't want to mention the team because they are not going to release any information about this. They just did it privately, but I got a chance to go with them and we went in the house and the guy had mirrors everywhere, but they were all on the floor. What? Yeah. Old mirrors, like 20 of them. On the floor? Yeah. Nothing was hung up on the walls. He had some, Harley Davidson stuff up on the walls and stuff like that, but the mirror, none of the mirrors were on the walls, and he said he was having issues. So we were in the house, and the two girls I was with were upstairs cleansing the house, going through sage and all that, and we heard footsteps so loud. And I had a camera going downstairs, and I've never heard footsteps this loud. So we were thinking that the guy that owns the place came back because, you know, he mm-hmm. left. But we looked out in the garage. He wasn't in the garage. We, you know, looked downstairs. Nobody was downstairs, but we heard it. So I checked my camera footage. Everything recorded that night except where that when I turned the camera Ugh. on in that room. It keeps saying that the file's corrupt. So... The person that I that happened to you before though when mm-hmm. you had some activity. Yeah, it's interesting. So, is it paranormal or what? Now, the last time they were in that house, they said that the when the one of the heaters because the building is so old that they um, have new heaters in the fireplaces, mm-hmm. like gas heaters in front of the fireplaces, and oh, these okay, are yeah. marble, marble, marble. <laughs> these are marble fireplaces and it's it's like man why didn't you actually put the heater in there so it looks better but he's the guys that investigated before said that when that one heater kicked on it sounded like footsteps but we went downstairs and the heater was shut off that's cool so the footsteps we heard i bet you was probably demons but that (laughs) So we're going to try to get the the um, video to work, but I hope I captured it because it was that so be loud. Yeah. Was, was there any other type of activity that happened there? Yeah, the two girls that we were with that was cleansing the house was up in a bedroom, and they said that there was a woman looking out the window and a man in the mm-hmm. room that was keeping her in the room. Oh, oh wow. And this house had— and did you— um... Go ahead. Oh, this house. No, say, did you know any of the history of no, the house? No, not at all. And I, okay. I didn't want to know any history because we weren't yeah. doing an investigation. They just wanted to go in there and do some saging and stuff. But okay. we were the only people in the house and we heard those footsteps. And um, mm-hmm. she said that there was a man in that room keeping the woman from leaving. And wow. she 
kind of did scary. her thing and tried to banish him from the room or something. I don't know what they do, you know. But they did sage the whole building. And it's an old building. And it's a weird setup because in one of the rooms is was used to be a bar. So it's like two-story and there's a balcony. And in the balconies, there's little tiny rooms where the ladies would take pe- the guests and oh, they must have like been like, the well, I think what they were were like life coaches and took them in the room and talked to them, you know. And oh, oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really interesting because I've never heard footsteps that loud. And we all were like, he's got to be in the house. But there was nobody in that hallway. So I was talking to the people that investigate there and he said that if they ever investigate the house again they're going to put up cameras everywhere and i suggested they put up cameras and leave and go have dinner sort of like what miranda does they leave and let those cameras run knowing that no one's in that house right so i think the spirits would be more inclined to do their normal thing when nobody's there yeah we normally do, but you know, having somebody there could also spark the activity. Yeah, that's cool. Now, um, how about how old was that building? It's real old. It's like eighteen hundred. Okay. And it's so big. lots of activity in and out for years. Right? Yeah, it was an inn they called it. So I don't know if it was a bar inn or a hotel inn, but it did have that Probably bar both. in there. Yeah. So, interesting. Real interesting. I'm going to get the info from the people that uh, was that was there with, and he said he's going to give me all the information on the place, and it seems pretty crazy. So that was my paranormal activity for this week. But awesome. other than that, not much happened. I'm keeping getting stuff done here. One. I got. I did the Year of Profit podcast and pushed my book, the 14 Day Morning Affirmation yes. Transformation. The link is in the show notes. Pick it up. It will change your life. And I mentioned about how you sell high-end clothing at super low prices. So the link is in the description. Click on the link below. You'll go right (laughs) to that. So uh, Jen can buy more wine. (laughs) I need (laughs) gallons. Gallons. No, I'm kidding. So anyways, Um, what's that? What happened? Can I share my weirdness? Yes. So I woke, this is really strange. I woke up at like 2.45, no, 3.45 in the morning, 2.45 or 3.45, I can't remember, but at 45. And I was sleeping, but I woke up and that this weird rush of energy came across the room over my bed and it was almost like um, a cloud. Okay. That's all I could describe it. A cloud of energy. And it came and it went, over where I was laying and then went to the other side and it was gone. Hmm. But my adrenaline was pumping. Like, remember when you saw that ghost, the yeah. black cross? Yeah. It was like that. Like it was like 15 or 20 minutes before my heart rate went down. I was, Shh. it was so freaky and it had a little bit of a sound to it. Kind of like, um, a rumble of thunder almost, Okay. but like really, really, really quiet. Hmm. So I don't know. It was, I was like, I know I wasn't dreaming because I was awake because it woke me up. And then I was like, that was the weirdest thing. So was can't there, explain it. Was there any smells? No, okay. it was not a fart. No, no, because <laughs> I was talking to somebody and they said that they had something like that happen and they had the smell of ozone. Ozone oh, is no. the smell like when you short out a wire. And that spark oh. and the smoke comes up, like an ozone mm-hmm. smell. So no, there was no smell. Hmm. It was weird. Yeah, it was scary too because I couldn't go back to sleep, and then I was like kind of frozen in place because I was like, I don't know, I don't know, and then I just threw the covers over my head and went back to sleep. <laughs> but if anybody picks up on any vibes on anything that's happening in my house, send me a private message. Don't put it on the page. Put private. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kibitz about it. Yeah. We should do a Facebook live in, um, investigation of your house. Let's do it. We've did before. We yeah. investigated. Remember Josh came over? Yeah. Be fun. Weird stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'd have to clean my house though. <laughs> yeah. I did that today. So um as a listener can tell, we really don't have anything for the show tonight because our guest unfortunately had to cancel. So we we're like, okay, what are we gonna talk about? So let's talk we were gonna talk about aliens, so why don't we talk a little bit about aliens? Get it okay. get the show like uh jump started so that yeah. when we record with her this week we can uh continue on with the alien theme of the show. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, you know, I started doing some research this week and I was trying to figure out how many types of aliens there were and what the different types were. So what I found, generally speaking, um, from my research is that it varies between 36 and 42 different specifically identified types of alien species are out there. Um, if anybody has any other um, info on that, let me know. But I thought it was really interesting because of the 100 billion star systems, now mm -hmm. this is really hard to fathom, 100 billion star systems. That's, in the, just in the Milky That's what I was going to say, just in our own galaxy. They, some of the experts say that the possibility should be about 2.8 billion civilizations within those 100 billion star systems, which seems like a lot. Mm -hmm. But if we're only seeing 36 to 40 or maybe, you know, uh, somewhere in that range, different types, where are the rest of them? Yeah. I mean, it could be a thing where the planet isn't suitable for them to get off the planet mm -hmm. so that we would never find out. Or, you know, there's several different reasons why they're not here. I mean, there's a thing called the Fermi paradox. Enrique Fermi was sitting at dinner one night and he just blurted out, where are they? And everybody's like, who? And he says, the aliens, where are the aliens at? And he said the same thing with the speed that we could travel at when he was at dinner and the age of the universe, he says there should be aliens everywhere. So he went and looked at different reasons why they're probably not here. And there could be things like it could be a water planet where they're all fish or something like that. It could be where they're not advanced that far enough yet. Or the planet that they live on has too much gravity and they can't get off their planet. They may not send out like radio waves. They may be broadcasting their TV and all that stuff, but the radio waves haven't made it to us yet because we've been putting out radio waves and TV signals for years, but honestly it hasn't really been that long. And if you go up and look at a map of the, yeah. The uh, grand scheme of yeah, if you look <laughs> at a map of our solar system and then there's actually a map that you can look up to show you how far our radio waves have traveled, it's not that big. So we just may not know or not communicate with them yet. Another thing you want to think yeah. about too is do we want to communicate with them? Do we want right. them to know that we're here? Because we don't know what their intentions are. Now, I've always said that, you know, when aliens fly past Earth, they lock their doors because we always say, well, what if they're a violent race? Well, we're very violent. We're the violent race. Mm -hmm. So there's right. so many different things that could be the reason why either they haven't been here or maybe they have and they just never came back. Um, I was looking at something of what they call the Goldilocks zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is basically the zones it, within these star systems that it, the possibility of being an habitable environment. Now it says that most of these have this potential, so mm -hmm. it's very likely that you know of all of these hundred billion star systems that. And then the what billions and billions of planets that would be in yeah. those that 
majority of them would be in that zone that is basically not too hot, not too cold, but just right for the yeah. environment. Like our, like our system. Yeah. Earth's the only planet that we can inhabit. That we know of now. Parakeets chirping. So. I mean, how do we know that? <laughs> right. How do we know that Mars wasn't like that a million or two million years ago? How do we know that Mars wasn't in our habitable zone back then? Yeah, and I was th- I was thinking about it. It's like absolutely could have been right. It could have been closer or further from the sun. Um, but look at like with the dinosaurs, four point five billion years ago. You know, uh, our Earth was started, and I'm not sure how long ago the dinosaurs roamed, but now they're all gone. Yeah. And it's like our species had started over. So who's to say that some of these planets that have life on other planets are just maybe in that type of um, cycle in their development, or yeah. maybe they just have dinosaurs in a hundred million years. That's what I mean. Yeah. A million years from now, they would have, you know, two podcasters sitting in separate houses. Yeah. Snowstorms. <laughs> well, I, I'm in my I firmly believe by looking at the evidence that we have, like the pyramids and the um, Sphinx and all that stuff, that mm-hmm. we were more advanced back then than we are now. Because, I mean, For look sure. at the py- py- polygonal masonry. That's the, the, the walls that have all different shapes, but yet they merge so perfectly and they looked like the rock was been melted. It's right. just like when we talk about Mars. Now, I believe that Mars had life on it. And there was civilizations on there just like Earth right now to where they're building buildings mm-hmm. and all that stuff because they're finding structures on Mars that they're not talking about. I mean, we're talking about the face on Mars. Right. There's monoliths that are like three miles yep. tall, stuff like that. And... They're also finding that the um, uh, Xeon-125, which is can only be made in nuclear explosions, mm-hmm. is uh, they find that in the atmosphere of Mars, and there's also three hot spots which are still radioactive. So how do we know that something didn't happen and it wiped out the race, and then as time goes by, everything was going to disappear? The only thing that's going to be left is rock. So sure, and, and how, how you know, know it could have been five million years ago. It could have been orbiting where Earth is orbiting, and, yeah. and it was close to this. Sun had all of that, and then maybe something happened that it pushed it back out. In yeah, the, or the sun was hotter. You call that when it, yeah. But I mean, we could uh, if we traveling around the sun. If we could colonize Mars. It is technically still in the habitable zone. I mean, it's still a little colder, but, you know, we don't know what that, what it was millions of years ago. And it's weird because I had a dream and in my dream, I thought about something. What if something happened, not nuclear explosion or nothing like that, but um, I was listening to Mysterious Universe and they were talking about how people are saying that the overpopulation and all that. Well, they're finding mm-hmm. that population is actually shrinking. And there was a lady talking that in a few years, I don't know how many years, but we're going to have a lot less people on earth. Well, what happened if all the living things died? You know, all, like, like there was people dying off and then all of a sudden you had like five people left and they died. Well, the earth would basically burn up because you would have the machinery would still go, but like nuclear plants and all that would actually melt down and maybe would start fires. And then who knows, the earth might turn so burnt and molten that it looks like it did that we think it looked like way before the dinosaurs where it was all burning at the same time. So how do we know it's yeah. not a big cycle where some some life forms evolve on Earth and then something happens and they die and the Earth like turns back to molten or whatever and starts all over again? 
It could. I mean, look at when you have a volcanic eruption. Mm -hmm. Eventually, things start to grow out of that. And it's basically, you know, glass rock. There's nothing to sustain it, yet things start to to grow out of that. Yeah. Like, see, you know, see plants and trees life, start to b- develop. Out of life it. finds a way. It's, yeah. it's like, okay, we're talking about the habitable zones and that's just what we consider life. Now, way down on the bottom of the ocean where the pressure is so high, nothing can live. It's the pressure is so intense. There's no light. So there's no light from the sun. There's, extreme pressure, and then by these vents from volcanoes, there's this hot water coming out that's thousands of degrees. So mm-hmm. nothing could live there. But yet when they went down there, they found out that there was more life around those vents than there is humans. There's so many different types of different worms and crabs and all that stuff. So there could be life on other planets that are too hot for humans or too sulfuric for humans, but yet the people that or the beans or people that live there are fine. You know, I, I mean, think you adapt. It's like you living in Florida versus living up north. Your your blood changes, it thins out. You adapt to the environment. Yeah. So yeah, that's very easy. I mean, look at the grays. Look how giant their eyes are. Yeah. Because they're probably coming from a dark environment a nocturnal environment and then come here and they're like, where's my sunglasses? Yeah. Blind. I need my Gucci That's why they sunglasses. blink so much. But <laughs> now here's a thought. How do we know that the grays and the tall grays are not humans from a million years from now? Because we're starting to go out on other planets. Let's say we, end up colonizing other planets or even just go out into space and live in space for a thousand years or more. We'll evolve to that where we don't need these heavy bodies because it's less gravity. Your arms are going to get thinner. I mean, it's a proven fact that the astronauts uh, astronauts on the um space station have to exercise for hours a day just to keep their muscles up. So wow. let's imagine if you're living up in space, it's dark. So your eyes have to get bigger. You don't need your muscles because you're, you know, you're weightless. Um, maybe you don't have to eat as much so that your mouth gets smaller. So we're describing the grays. So how do we know that, these aliens that are coming back are not future time traveling tourists coming back and seeing what the earth looked like a million years ago. I mean, if, sure. if we could go back and look at the dinosaurs, I know a lot of people would. So oh, for sure. that's a theory too, is what if the, the grays are actually time traveling from the future and they just look just different. Thought- I just thought of something, you know, like when people get very ill, their skin turns a color gray. Yeah. So because the light, yeah. uh, it's um, it's just like when you get jaundice and all that. Mm-hmm. Granted, that's because of the kidneys, but if you are in an environment, like let's say you live in a cave, and generally, gen, generationally, your family always lives in those caves, your skin's going to turn gray. And that's what the grays are, or even the tall grays, which are more of a white, you know, and well, even the Nordics. Yeah. Um, Well, this is interesting. I I found some facts about aliens that I thought I'd share with everybody. Okay. And, uh, you know, these are just like kind of general facts, but I thought they were really interesting. So. It says that more than 20,000 people in the world have purchased alien abduction insurance, which oh, really? I didn't even know this existed. I didn't know. I'm going to check with my it insurance says, guy. I think we should get some. I think we should get some. Um, if the insured person is kidnapped by an alien, the insurance company is willing to pay back $1 million annually for one 
million years. Oh. So, um, so if you insure yourself against being abducted by aliens, you're not exposed to aliens something. Um, do not get pregnant or not killed by aliens. So how do you <laughs> prove that to your insurance company? So I don't think State Farm is really up to date with um, that. I'm going to have to um, check with my State Farm insurance person. <laughs> and I know you sent me the same link. And if you notice below that, oh, it's not popping up. Uh-huh. On my screen, there's an ad for uh, safe auto insurance. Oh, <laughs> no, mine's hair care stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, this one's interesting. It says that some firefighters in the United States are training how to face aliens and how to deal with alien invasion and destruction. And at the same time, they're also learning how to help injured aliens. So it would be really interesting to find out what departments and what areas in the United States this is happening. Yeah. And okay, let's take that. Let's take that for example. How do they know how to treat aliens if they don't have bodies to know what they actually look like and how where their organs are and all that? So. Did we do an alien op- autopsy? Do you remember yeah. that show back in the 90s? <laughs> alien autopsy. Yeah. You know, well, and well, now how do we know that these, they didn't do an autopsy so that they know how to treat them? I, I was listening to this um, one art, or article or video that was saying that in area 51 that they have a living alien in there Mm -hmm. and at one time one of the aliens had escaped and this guy and i don't know if he was fbi or or what his you know ranking or title was but it was his job to go and wrangle this thing back in (laughs) and he was saying that um it drinks water but it produces its own food so basically through like the stomach or maybe the private parts it creates this like ball of like white ball of whatever it is and then it eats it in its mouth and that's its food it doesn't have to, it's like self what would you call it self, self-regenerating um, yeah which i thought was really that is really, really odd because how but would he said there were living aliens there and you know ones that had deceased that they um had you know autopsy yeah but that's one person i mean if you think about it if they drink water they're taking substance in because you can't generate your own food if you don't take something into your body right you know and as I'm sitting here, you know, we have the palm trees in the studio here <laughs> and all I put in there is water and they're growing. Yeah. They're taking whatever's in the water and changing it into themselves. So it may, yeah. it may seem like a far stretch to say that they create their own food, but plants do it all the time and they're just absorbing yeah. water. And sunlight and, you know, mm-hmm. other things. But I just thought that was really interesting. Um, there's another fact that um, people think that aliens are watching us right now in galaxy 65 million light years away. And they will um, see a group of dinosaurs. However, in order to see dinosaurs, they need a huge telescope, right? Yeah. So what, you know, you always think, what kind of technology do these creatures have if they're that that, we don't even know about yeah if they're that much advanced i mean the thing is it takes time for light to travel to these long so if they are watching us now from that far away they are only Mm -hmm. seeing the dinosaurs and they have no clue that we've advanced where we are right so it goes back to the same thing as our radio waves the the planets that are just picking up you know our first broadcast they probably think that's the way we are and if they travel here they're going to find out that we've advanced so far but also they'll be advanced too because if they're to where they can come to us 
they got to be way farther advanced than we are because we can't even, you know, send a human to Mars yet. Right. <laughs> um, so, Edgar Mitchell, the fourth person on the moon who claimed to be on the moon, um, he also claimed that the alien has contacted humans several times, but the government is covering up this fact. Now, I mean, this has been the longest debated um, thing since, you know, for, you know, first man and government started is, you know, were there aliens here? Have they been contacted? Does the government hide these facts? Um, You know, a big thing right here in Ohio and right Patterson. Yeah. Air Force Base is where they supposedly took the bodies of some of these creatures that crashed. Mm-hmm. And one of the presidents came in and actually viewed it and then talked about it later. But, you know, you know cla- very classified documents. Yeah. And, and, and the thing ahead. is, um, when those guys went to the moon, they had a separate channel. They had a medical channel that they would talk to, you know, ground control about. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they kept saying is there's Santa Claus, there's Santa Claus. They had a code word for alien, which was Santa Claus. And they said, there's oh, another wow. Santa Claus. And, you know, I don't know how true it is, but I've seen lots of times where they said that the guys that went up on the moon said, Oh my God, they're huge. They're on the side of that crater. They're watching us. And then when they came back and did the press conference, you would think if you watch that press conference, you would think that they'd be high-fiving and all happy and all that, but they, they looked like they were like their puppies were kicked or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They were not happy. They just sat there all somber and, they just came back from the moon. So you would think that being the first people to walk on the moon, they would have been so happy and yeah, look what we did all that. But no, they were all like just sitting there, like their whole world has changed and they found out something that completely changed their whole thought of, you know, what life is about. So did they see aliens on the moon? We don't know, but a lot of talk, it says that they did. Yeah. Many of the, the, you know, first people that were on the moon are out in space. You know, now they're in their 80s and 90s and some of them are past, but they all are saying that they saw these things. And the thing is, they're to the point where, you know, they don't care if they talk because what's the government going to do to them now? Right. You know, and there was a situation too where the Russian cosmonauts were up and this happened to several of them where they heard someone knocking on the side of their ship. Oh my gosh. And they put it off as there was a loose something loose on the ship and all that, but all of them said there was knocking on the side, like someone was banging on the door trying to get in. You know. That's funny because the same thing happened to me today. I was sitting in the parking lot at my work eating my chicken sandwich from McDonald's and French fries. <laughs> and I kept hearing this bang, 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 bang. It was squirrels were on top of my car because they could smell fries. And this isn't the first time it happened. And I'm like, oh my God, alien invasion. Nope, just squirrels. Just squirrels. So anyway, okay, let me give you some more facts. All right. All right. It says we have an extraordinarily 2% chance of discovering extraterrestrial life in the next decade, which is 10 years. Scientists from the University of East Anglia in the UK are studying the probability of existence of intelligent life on other planets. So 2% is pretty big in 10 years. I mean, for the grand scope of like the earth being 4.5 billion, mm-hmm. excuse me, years old, that's pretty high. <laughs> yeah. You know, and back in 90 or I think it was 84, we discovered our first exoplanet. We found mm-hmm the first planet that was around another star. And since then, like you said in the beginning of the show, they found that almost every single star out there has at least one or two planets around it, at least one or two. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, it could have more. Right. You know, and 
Proxima Centauri B, which is only four light years away, it's looking like there's life on that planet. And being only four light years away, of course, it would take, like, at the current speed we have now, it would take, like, 70,000 years or something to get there. But there, if there is life on that planet, they're picking up our radio signals from four years ago. So think about what happened you know, in the news four years ago, that's what they're seeing. It's interesting. Um, let's see. Here's another one. Um, the president of the World Chess Federation believes that chess is invented by aliens. Oh. Um, Dr. Ilyumaznavikov, I think <laughs> is how you say it, um, from the Republic of Kalamiakia, has claimed to have been abducted by aliens wearing yellow spacesuits on the evening of September 17, 1997. Huh. Yellow suits. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, in three days of the Apollo 11's mission, the crew had reported that they were located not far from a strange flying object. They think it was a separate SIV-B rocket, but NASA can't explain what it was. Yeah, and they, they keep track of everything. I mean, there's there's military um, bases dedicated to tracking every single piece of space debris up there. Wow. And we don't have the time to talk about it now, but I want to do a show about the Black Knight. It's some, What's that? It's a, it's a um, satellite that's up there. It's called the Black mm-hmm. Knight. And it's supposedly a piece of, um, heat shield blanket that came off one of the spaceships. Uh-huh. But this Black Knight, and I guess we'll talk about it now, but this Black Knight has been talked about since the 1800s. And in the 1600s, I believe it was, uh, don't quote me on this, but Copernicus maybe? Uh, okay. Like in the 15 or 1600s, talked about a black object that he saw up in space somehow. I don't know. So it it might have to be after the invention of the telescope, but there's been reported sightings of the black Knight going way back. I want to say to the 1800s, but there could have been sightings for it before that too. And we really don't know what the black Knight is. So I'll put a show together and we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about Amuamua and other things like that. But you know, if the government has an agency that monitors every single piece of debris that's up there, how can they explain that they don't understand what this um, piece that they believe is part of the the stage B of the rocket, yeah. which is the second stage? They keep track of all that stuff. So, you know, to say that they don't know is really compelling. So I saw something really interesting the other day. There's a famous um, pop singer who's, you know, in this time right now. Beatles? No, her name is um, (laughs) Camilla Cabello or something like that. Okay. Well, anyway, she was on um, vacation with her family, and she was filming them against the backdrop of, like, this mountainous area. And this, she filmed this like round ball flying super fast over her family's head and then a fighter jet following it. Oh, really? Yeah. And she showed it on the Tonight Show. So if any guys want to go out and just like, you know, try to Google it, it was really interesting. Like, she's like, I can't explain it. Everybody in the audience, they weren't like, oh, they were like, Oh, <laughs> so you have to check it out. That would be interesting. Um, you, yeah, I'll if I find it, I'll I'll put it on our page. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, we kind of talked about this. Astronomers Margaret Turnbull and Jill Tarter from the Carnegie Institute of the United States has list of seventeen stars in the United States in the United States, I think it meant in the Milky Way. Yeah. 
um, that included 1,000 or 17,129 planets that were closest to the sun that were likely to have life that could breed a complex life. They also claim that the planets have at least 3 billion years of evolutionary history of intelligent life. Yeah. Now, very interesting. You know, we look at um, we look at our lives and our planet and it's relatively long young compared to a lot of the planets and even the the um galaxies that are out there. Mhm. I know that the new James Webb telescope has found galaxies that they say are billions and billions and billions, like a hundred billion years old, which I don't understand how they can figure that out. But, you know, stuff's been around for a lot longer than what we think. Yeah. Now, in 1960, there was an astron astronomer named Frank Drake. Mm -hmm. He attempted the first contact with aliens. Now, he did an experiment where he used an 85-foot radio antenna to capture signals from two nearby stars that were like the sun. Yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah, he came up with the Drake equation, which is N equals R star, F P N E F I F I or F L F I F E C and then L. And it's basically a formula saying that if all these things can happen that it proves life but it has to have all these different things that work together to equal life and it's the n stands for the number of civilizations which humans contact or can be contacted the mm -hmm. r means the rate of star transformation the FP is the fraction of stars that have planets around them. Um, the NE means the number of planets that could support life around that star. The FL is the fraction of life-supporting planets. So this basically goes back to saying the same thing that we talked about earlier is how many planets are out there that can have upright standing humans that can build things like spaceships or radios and all that, and mm -hmm. then communicate or fly off their planet. But there's so many different variables to this where, like we said, it could be a planet of water. It could be a planet where it's too much gravity. It could be a planet of humanoid people that don't care to look at, you know, to explore. Right. So they never, they, they never try. No, yeah. Maybe they have no concept of flying or flight or, religion or spirituality yeah. or paranormal or anything. I mean, anything of if you think about it, we look at the um, cavemen of being, being that way where they just exist. But, you know, doing a lot of research, we found out that the cavemen are a lot smarter than what we talked about. But mm -hmm. who knows? It could be a planet of humanoid people that just go about their lives and don't care. Yeah. You know, a, a planet full of badgers. <gasps> a planet full of sloths. A honey giant sloths. Honey badger don't care. What is that? Hun <laughs> yeah, honey badger don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, So this, you know, Joe and I talk about this all the time. Some studies suggest that aliens have visited ancient Egypt and mm -hmm. ancient Egyptians. Um. And we're taught, taught the ancient Egyptians some scientific knowledge. So um, some of the symbology that's in some of the hieroglyphs look like spaceships. Some look like aliens. There's like hybrid looking type things in there. Um, you know, Joe has um, done a lot of research on, you know, cave drawings mm -hmm. and you know, all the different civilizations all have some form of alien looking craft or something that would be way more advanced, I guess yeah. you would say, like machinery type things. That I mean, shouldn't have existed, you know, a thousand years ago. Yeah. I mean, just the, the cave drawings or even in Egypt, the hieroglyphs that 
show beings that look like your standard gray aliens, the same shape, the same eyes, everything. And that's where it makes me think to the fact, well, are they time traveling tourism? Because they're going back to Egypt and Egypt saw the same thing that we're seeing now. So granted, even the human race hasn't evolved to where we look different than what the Egyptians looked like. But, you know, who's to say that they didn't see aliens that we're seeing now and it's just a different time period, time, you know, they picked the time to go back and see how the pyramids were built and then they saw them and then they drew them on their walls. Because you got to remember too, they considered beings that come from outer space, gods, and they want to honor those gods. And that's been proven too. There's, um, there's, uh, what islands Mm -hmm. that during the war never saw planes before. And when they saw these planes land on their Island, they actually went out. And after these plane, these soldiers left in these planes, the people that lived on those islands actually made planes out of wood and all that and put mm-hmm. them out there so that it would draw their gods, quote, quote, back to them because they saw the planes and didn't know what they were. So they thought they were gods and they made these effigies of planes mm-hmm. to try to draw them back. So, I mean, how do we know that the Egyptians didn't do the same? I mean, I know they were smarter than that, but. You know, there's in Egypt, in Mexico, in Cuba, all these places, there's drawings that look like spacemen in Mm -hmm. spaceships with helmets, Mm -hmm. tubing, everything. Like we've all seen the one from uh, the Aztecs where it looks like a guy sitting in a spaceship up, you know, laying in a chair with all the controls around him. And on the bottom is flames coming out and everything. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, they said that, you know, the, some of the earliest UFO sightings occurred in Egypt at 1450 BC. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like 3,000 years ago. It's yeah. unbelievable. You know, and so crazy. Um, <laughs> it goes on too of the different time of year or different years, I should say. They had different um, explanations of what they were because you had the airship flap and then you had the classic saucers and then you had the cigar shapes and then you had the triangles like we're seeing now. There's different, you know, back way back then they like in uh, India, they call them, I think the Ramada, I believe, which were. Cone shaped, cone shaped spacecraft with propellers on them. That's what they saw, and they said that it, these giant things will land with full of thunder and smoke, which would make sense if they were using propellant, you know, like we do now. This is interesting. It says here that Napoleon claimed that he had was abducted by aliens. In July of 1797 is um, when he claimed that he was kidnapped by aliens. They found a foreign object embedded in his skull remains. Oh, so he had an implant. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's weird because one time I thought I had one. Yeah. I had been at the park when I was doing some martial arts training. And all of a sudden, the back of my neck just started burning. And it felt like I had two ball bearings in the back of my neck. And it was, they were there for like a year. Hmm. And, uh, but I think I got bit by a spider or something because um, we were around lots of trees and stuff. But it was the weirdest thing because it was like two bumps and you could feel it right under my skin. And they were hard as a rock. It was so huh. weird. And it itched. <laughs> Do you have any missing time um, or anything like that that would show that you were abducted? I don't know. I don't think so. Not at that time. But you never know. Would you remember if they wiped no, your memory? No, they wiped it. <laughs> Stare at this light. 
Yeah. Um, in 2003, there was a Harvard University study um, where peop- there were seven people who claimed to have been kidnapped. And they said that they were kidnapped by extraterrestrials for hygienic experiments and sexual tests. Now, it says in this book, it's called Kidnapping, um, why people believe they were hijacked by aliens. Um, they tried to look at things from more of a scientific perspective. Now, I, you know, there's so much scientific research and studies around aliens and alien disappearances. I mean, one of the most famous cases, which Joe and I did another show on, the Betty and um, Barney um, abduction case. I don't, I don't know. Have you heard any recent s- stories? about Not, anybody being abducted lately is like that fad over <laughs> i don't know you know that's the thing is i haven't getting, getting abducted? i haven't heard of any you know maybe we were going to have sarah on and talk about her season of aliens maybe she knows about mm-hmm. some but i haven't heard of any well i have five quick signs that you could use to tell if you've been abducted by okay aliens. all right so the first one is lost time, which you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you um, have this phenomenon where you maybe hear one time and gone another, or you, you know, like, remember the case where Joe, you said you found there was a guy who went missing and then he came back and it was like, like his feet were almost worn down to the bone. Yeah. That was a like missing 411 gone. story oh, okay. where he disappeared um, on a trail and he literally literally disappeared and they they searched for him couldn't find him and they found him a i believe it was a day later or later on that night mm-hmm. in one of the locations where they searched over and over and his feet were wore down so far to the bone it was like he was walking on coral for wow. a month that's what they said wow that's interesting um another um way you may have been abducted would be sleep paralysis. Um, you know, often people are claimed that they are woken in the middle of the night and found themselves to be paralyzed. They saw nine non-human beings around them, whether they were at home or maybe somewhere else. And then they, you know, feel like they were transported and then they end up in the same spot, which is really, really weird. Um, another is unexplained pains or strange scratches on the body. Um, sometimes there's also uh, implants. Um, you know, people claim that they have found things under their skin and they dig it out themselves sometimes mm-hmm. and find pieces of metal or strange chips or whatever it is. And then the last one would be you're very have a very strong urge to know about um, extraterrestrials or UFOs or something along that lines, all of a sudden you're just drawn to it. Um, you, you know, you might be having nightmares or strange flashbacks to some of the abductees, um, claim that they have flashbacks. And didn't you say something, Joe, about it kind of running in families? Yeah. It, it, the people that have been abducted have found out that their parents have been abducted their grandparents have been abducted. So it's almost like the mm-hmm. they're coming back and checking out their experiments. Mm. Coming That's back to the same family. Um, I've heard mm-hmm. of situations where people woke up with the wrong clothing on, uh, mm-hmm. clothing on backwards, kids waking up and having their pajamas on backwards or some other pair that they don't even own. Like the aliens wow. take all the these abductees put them in a room take their clothes off and they forget which one had what clothing on and people have woken up and noticed that they're wearing clothes that they don't even own <laughs> yeah that would so be bizarre scary. you know i've, I've and, heard of um, people dreaming that little creatures or even little monkeys or stuff like that come in the room and take them out the wall. They don't even take them out windows that they go through walls. And one of the stories I've heard, mm-hmm. um, there was a kid that kept talking about 
the monkeys that come into his room and dance and play with him. Okay. And it's sort of like, and now this is a really heart gun, or how do you say it? A, a negative story, but it kind of makes, it kind of explains it. There was a kid that kept saying that a clown was coming into his room and dancing and touching him inappropriately. Okay. And it was so bizarre that nobody believed what he was saying. He's like, wait a minute. A clown comes in your room, plays in a uh, Led Zeppelin song or something and dances. And nobody believed him because it was so far fetched. Well, there's stories of these kids saying that there's monkeys coming in the room or, um, or orange tigers or whatever, and they're dancing upright. Well, this person that was talking about how this clown kept coming in his room and playing with him. Later on, they were cleaning the house out and found a box with a costume in it and a record a cassette player that had the same music that he talked about. Here, come to find out, it was the stepfather abusing the kid, but he was doing it in such a way that it was so far-fetched that nobody would believe him. That they said, right. oh, you're just making this up. So mm-hmm. that relates to the fact that there's people that are claiming to see weird things coming into their bedrooms at the middle of the night and abducting them. And people say, that's impossible. You know, a four foot purple gorilla or Barney comes in your room and abducts you. you you're making this up. And maybe it's right. a fact where they're putting that image into their mind so that they don't see their true form of grays or whatever. So who knows? I mean, we don't know this stuff. And the more we look into it, the more we learn. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, you could go down 50 different rabbit holes and talk about so many different, you know, various things about aliens, alien abduction, life on other planets. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it, it just, it could go on and on. Yeah. But our time here is running short. Yes. <laughs> and, you, so know, everybody- you know, we apologize for not having Sarah on, but she had some issues no. where she couldn't get online. And I don't know if she, their power went out because we have the snowstorm going on. So yeah. who knows? Maybe she was abducted. Let me give the listeners a little look at the Spooky kitchen where Joe and I saw a black shadow figure. I'll just keep it that way for a little bit. Yeah. I always say goodbye. But um, just everybody, thank you for joining us. You know, if you have had some type of encounter and you would like to talk about it on the show, you can always come on anonymously or send us a DM with your story. We'll read it on air. We'll keep it um, anonymous, though. Uh, of course, like and subscribe our YouTube channel our Facebook page, share the show with all your friends. You know, we put this out for free for you guys. If you want to support the channel, click the link below for Joe's book, the 14 day morning affirmation transformation. This book will change your life. Also Jen's Poshmark closet, which, you know, being live on here, maybe you should take the the viewer down to the dungeon to see all your piles of clothes. (laughs) Your death piles. Oh, gosh. Maybe another time. We'll do a little tour of us. Yeah. Jen goes to so many places and sources really good clothing and uh, finds them at such good deals that she passes the deals on to you. And the link is in the description. Every show has that link. So you can go to Jen's closet and uh, buy some clothing. Sure. And other All right, than everybody, that, have a great week. Don't forget your super siblings, Jen and Joe. Yeah. Uh, we are here every week. We're here every it's week. Show for if you. you're having a convention and you want us to speak at your convention, we are available for that. If you have Absolutely. another show and you would like us on your show, get a hold of us. We will come on your show and be spectacular. Yeah. We will be so much fun. 
and we'll bring yeah. a lot of great information to your listeners. For so, sure. Arnett, Jen, go shovel the driveway. Joe, <laughs> I already did. <laughs> oh. And let's leave what? with some writing on the wall from 60 Second Crush. Ooh, Have a great week. Now that writing on the wall is from Hi, Dead and Five, right? Okay. I don't confuse me. I'm old. Don't confuse Sorry. me. All right, folks. Sorry. Thanks for tuning in this week. Have a great week. Next week, hopefully we will have Sarah on and we'll talk about her show that she has coming up, her season of alien shows. And it'll be fun. Bye-bye. Right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>